Welcome to PostEdX Excerpt, where we bring you interesting conversations, both inside and outside the WordPress space from a diverse group of people. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to tell you about one great sponsor, one of the many sponsors that help keep PostStatus going, helps keep this podcast coming to you. And that sponsor this week is Cloudways. Now, just like you, Cloudways lives and breathes WordPress. CloudPress is proud to sponsor PostStatus too. Their managed hosting for WordPress and WooCommerce takes away the cloud server-related learning curve with a seamless and scalable web hosting experience. Did you know Cloudways was trusted by over 250,000 WordPress users? Yep. Cloudways gives you the freedom to choose from any of the top infrastructure as a service providers for ultimate performance. So check them out at postedis.com slash cloudways. All right, let's start with Joe Spolsky's uh, post he did on January 27th. Um, link in show notes, by the way. But uh, Joel is basically using WordPress already. He's seen, he knows the concept of blocks and inserting blocks and all of that. If you're not as old as me, you may not know who Joel Spolsky is, and you can read up on him. He wrote uh, something called Fogbugs like a long time ago, which was like a... In the probably the initially like one of the first bug trackers, big popular bug trackers. I don't know where that is today. We've kind of moved on from there, but it, it was a really popular, it was kind of like the, um, the GitHub of its day or the Git of its day. But he was proposing a something called a block protocol. That was a protocol and basically he wanted to standardize blocks across WordPress or Medium or Notion or something along those lines. You read this. And what were your thoughts about this? Okay, wait. So I need to preface this by saying that I'm not a developer. I'm not a developer. And so what that means is I feel like I am missing kind of one huge chunk of perspective when, you know, like, so my opinions are, it's as though I'm a colorblind person trying to describe uh, a bunch of flowers. I'm like missing missing something important. Um, and so I wanted to kind of mention that before I said anything else um, but the cool thing to me about the block protocol is that I feel like it's the right level of abstraction and what I mean by that is um, if you go to the Twitter thread with Joel and Matt Matt also talks about you know the um, Gutenberg block editor and how the idea for the block editor is to be what Joel is trying to do um, you know, interoperable, you can use it, yes, on WordPress, but also, you know, on Tumblr, um, on Medium and um, everywhere else. I think that's kind of what Matt um, was saying and hopes Gutenberg will be. Um, but my problem with that is I feel like that's not the right level of abstraction. I feel like that's too too far down, like it's too opinionated already, it's too built out already. Um, and if what, you know, what Matt really wants is to kind of be plug and play across the web, like I think he has to go take a step back and be, be more abstract. Talking about, yeah, be more abstract mm -hmm. um, in order to be more interoperable because, you know, someone coming up with their own indie CMS isn't want to, isn't, it will we'll never basically never want to plug and play the entire Gutenberg block editor. Like that 
in my mind, like I know a bunch of people who are building their own um, indie CMSs. I know that like that would be the worst nightmare for them, right? Like the right. reason why they built it is because they don't want the heaviness of WordPress. The idea of having like plug and play blocks because like you're seeing it um, increasingly as well, right? Like Notion is using blocks and Notion itself like spawned, you know, dozens if not hundreds of copycats who use this like concept of blocks as well. So like this whole like block concept is becoming increasingly popular and widespread. If there was a way for startups or software to quickly spin up blocks to use in their software that I don't know, it just sounds really cool to me. Yeah. Um, and the idea of being able to take things with you, like that would be really cool as well. So I've built, you know, something at this like kind of more abstract level. I can now build like, you know, a set of blocks that can work on both Shopify and WordPress and um, presumably yeah. make more money that way. That would be really cool, right? Yeah, because um, when, once you start getting into, you can export your content in WordPress with still with blocks. The blocks don't come with it, right? It's just kind of like the raw content or semi-raw or slightly cooked, whatever phrase you want to use. But you're not going to be able to take the content from WordPress and move it over to another CMS and still have that perfect layout that you had in over in WordPress and probably vice and probably vice versa, right? I mean, you'll have the text, yeah. you'll have the content, but so much more now of WordPress is paging, especially with the blocks are like repeating blocks and, and your, your posts, but it's, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't actually done this very much uh, lately with the new blocks, but you are basically getting just the raw HTML or your, your, or, your, or the content, the blog posts themselves, but you're not really getting much of the layout in that process. So what he's talking about or what the protocol is talking about is you can have anyone develop a block once and have it work in any blog platform or content management system or note-taking app, Right. And it's, of course, it's free and it's open source. And then you'd be able to like create a paragraph or a table over here and be able to use that same block over on um, someone else who's supporting the same protocol. Does that sound about right? Yeah. I mean, I, I doubt the styling would carry over also. I think it would be more like... The structure maybe? called something... Yeah, the structure, like the schema, right? So like if you've called something a podcast here, it's going to also show up as a podcast there. Or if you've called something a graph here, it's also going to show up as a graph there. It doesn't just break. So I think that would be really cool. Um, yeah, the other thing that would be really cool is kind of like um, from an end user perspective, you know, if if there's some kind of um, standardization on how blocks work, immediately makes a lot of software understandable to people because they're just like, oh, when I click this button, this is what's going to happen. I understand how blocks work in general. Yeah, so if a block works generally in one application, it'll work generally in the other. Matt's always said Gutenberg was more important than WordPress. So obviously this kind of fits into a kind of a larger picture. And that's why I think when this was published, because it's a it, the protocol has been started. So it has been published. It's not just a conceptual blog post, but it's in the very, 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 very early stages. Yeah, when I read this, I was pretty much thinking along the same thing. Like what if you could take very uh, abstract Gutenberg plugin and automatically use it in someplace else. Um, Drupal has adopted Gutenberg to a certain extent as well, but this is, I think, agreeing with you, I think it needs to be a little bit more abstract, less opinionated if you expect it to work um, probably a little bit of a broader scope, or at least the scope that Joel is shooting for here in this blog post. 
Uh, over time, it will mean that anyone can easily publish complex typed data sets on the web that are automatically machine readable without extra work. Yeah, yeah this was this one was thing, really cool. One thing I am interested in is also the the in the thread there were a bunch of people talking about, you know, how does this compare to web components? Because that's the whole thing. Why why not just kind of try to build off of that? Um, and also, some people were saying, uh, why? Like web components or the concept of it never really took off or never maybe like um, fully fulfilled its potential. And so I guess like kind of knowing why that didn't take off would be helpful in yeah. knowing some of the potential obstacles that this new block protocol might face as well. Yeah, I I don't know enough about web components and why that hasn't taken off. On paper, it sounds great. <laughs> Yeah, right. I, I have no idea either. I'm sure there's there are a whole bunch of angry people who know all about that and I'd well, be super curious to read a blog post on it. I encourage if somebody who's checking it out and we'll put a link to not just the article but also the conversation that was there with Matt. I thought there were some pretty interesting comments there as well. Term Marvel Cinematic Universe and now I'm trying to come up with a better acronym, but so far it's I have the the MOWU and it's Matt's open web universe and we reason why we were trying to come up with this awful awful name was because of tumblr um recently you know you saw the same you saw the same thing as me where um and apparently i did not know this but um until i read it yesterday but apparently tumblr's ceo quietly kind of departed uh tumblr Hmm. no reason given and and then matt says he's personally taking over don't know yet how that affects the the WordPress releases moving forward, if that affects his role as, as lead or anything like that. But Tumblr out of just came out of nowhere again. And what you said you were a Tumblr user. I used Tumblr a little bit back yeah. in the day when it was just starting out, but it just happened to be like using WordPress at the same time Tumblr was coming being popular, I kind of had to pick one thing or the other, and I decided to go with WordPress and my own blogging, but instead of, you know, posting it on Tumblr. What were your experiences with Tumblr when you started? When did you start using Tumblr? Are you still using it now? I'm not still using it now. I'm trying to think back when I did start. Probably, definitely more than 10 years ago. Maybe, yeah, maybe 15, 15 years ago, something like that. Maybe more, I don't know. Let's not age myself. Um, I I have nothing but good nostalgic memories of Tumblr, and I guess like what I, when I think think about Tumblr, what I think about is super lightweight um, posts that were like very templified. Like it's like heavily templated, um, very like structured so you can't deviate that much or if you if you did you had to put in a lot of work to do that um and its simplicity is what made it really stand out and that's why i used it not having to worry about the technical complexities um, is nice and also you were kind of writing it felt like you were writing directly on your page um so in comparison in wordpress you kind of write in the editor and it's it looks separate from the website itself, mm-hmm. which you know, full site editing is changing. Um, but with Tumblr from the start, it would be this is your your site and you write a new post and it would just kind of 
have all the colors and like you'll be writing. Would it be like a live situ? preview? Would it be like a live yeah. preview? Okay. Or I guess so. Yeah. I mean, it, semi it, it, live like or directly on. No, it was like super live, but like it was, it didn't feel like it was a preview. It felt like you were writing directly on top of your previous post. You're Got just it. writing it there and then you just like post it and it's done. Um, yeah. And that, that was really nice. Um, and there was always kind of this like tight knit community in Tumblr and everything, everyone was kind of niche focused. So you, you know, if you were into, I don't know, knitting, then like you'd have a thousand friends who are all knitting buddies and you'd share your knitting um, beanies and stuff like that. Um, or if you were, you know, into pizza, then that would be your thing. That's your fond memory of, of it. Tumblr. Yeah. Now that you heard, it must have been interesting when you heard, it was, it was it back maybe a year or two ago when Automatic purchased it from Verizon, I think. It must have been interesting for you to see that name pop up again. Where do you see, um, uh, Matt's always kind of hinted the fact that um, Word, it's being rewritten, rewritten in WordPress. What's your guess in terms of how Tumblr's will be playing out in the um, in the open web space? Because we have that, that um, Matt's open web universe. How do you think Tumblr... <laughs> But where where would where do you think Tumblr would like let's let's if it gets its WordPress um, um, integration, where do you think that would fit in the open web? So I kind of hope people argue about this on Twitter, but I think Tumblr I see Tumblr as guardians of the galaxy. How do you think Tumblr is going to fit into the open web after WordPress gets integrated? Do you think it's going to take in a, a like a new role, be refreshed? I don't I don't have any specific well-defined hopes i think it'll be really nice if a new generation of emo younglings um use tumblr uh, okay but let's well let's talk about that then you said i think you said like new generation so do you think tumblr is the key of introducing new and i don't want to put words in your mouth but is it possible that it could be a new way of introducing Gutenberg to a new generation? That would be really interesting. I don't think WordPress is seen as very cool at all amongst young people. Um, So having a different way to introduce blogging and Gutenberg to the younger crowd, I think is super cool and I'm all for that. Um, Yeah, so that would be really cool actually. So if it wasn't, if you never knew WordPress existed, what would you use today to host a very simple blog? Just your own personal blog. Uh, me right now, I'd probably go on Product Hunt and sign up for every single indie CMS on there and see which one I like the best. I think that's what I would do. So there isn't a clear second place right now for you. And I didn't no. hear Tumblr in that response either. So you probably right now, as of right now, like if Tumblr as it exists right now, wouldn't be of a viable option, probably. I don't think the draw of Tumblr is the fact there are some software which are tools and there are some software which are platforms. And I think Tumblr is a platform. And so the draw mm-hmm. of Tumblr is in, is in its community, not in like how great its software is. So like if you're asking me now, um, have no affinity to the Tumblr community. So there's no draw for me there. Mm-hmm. And like my goal with coming up with my own blog would just be like, cause I want to ramble on about life and stuff. Right. It's not so a social like, thing. It's a publishing thing. Yeah. 
But it it seems like to me, though, um, I think you read the same article I did. I think it came out in December where they profiled Matt Mullenweg and they kind of figured out, like kind of laid out a little bit of all these acquisitions that Automatic's been doing for the past year or two. Actually, I think it may have started with Tumblr is because I can't. Well, it's possible there could have been a few before that. But there has been acquisitions regarding note-taking apps. There's been acquisitions regarding podcast um, players, I believe, podcast Pocket players. Casts. Yes, Pocket Cast and all of that. Yeah, and we, we've, we've seen the, we've seen it um, hinted at that Matt is collecting like one of every type of thing, it seems like, and is, and with his um, very, very honest and straightforward and true um, vision of things remaining open sourced. I kind of viewed yeah. Tumblr as kind of like, as, as two things. One is a gateway maybe to WordPress and publishing in general, but also as kind of like the social network of his Avenger open web team, right? Um, you know, this is, you know, of the uh, Matt's open web universe uh, type of type of thing. The, the Muwau or however we want to describe it. <laughs> Because it's the closest, because he has a note-taking app, or I, I shouldn't say he, Automatic acquired. So, And that's probably the proper way to, to phrase all this. But there, <laughs> Automatic's acquired a note-taking app. It's acquired a podcast um, player yeah. and system that goes along with that. And Tumblr is a publishing system. But like you just said, there's there's a larger social community involved with that. But it's just interesting that how Matt personally stepped up into that. And we'll probably find out more later. Uh, I love that view. Like that's that's super cool. So like when when you said it, um, it sounds. To be more, I'm totally on board. I want I want to see how Tumblr becomes the social network of the of Matt's cinematic universe, yeah, open web universe. Well, he's the collector, right? Or maybe or he yeah. or Automatic is the collector. There seems to be one of everything because I don't see acquiring a great note. Ta- like I said, there was note taking, there was podcast, there's this, and there's one or two other examples too that I'm not figuring out right now, buddy. So yeah, that's how I kind of viewed it. It, w- it would be wonderful too to see if Tumblr was that also that gateway into Gutenberg. And that's why I think this block, the block discussion outside of WordPress brings on heavier meaning. Um, yeah, I guess I guess Tumblr in that sense would be like a live experiment on just how interoperable is the block editor, right? Because it's all fine and easy to say, yeah, we built it with the intention of being plug and play everywhere. But then like the moment someone actually does it, they're like, no, this is way too opinionated. There are all these weird WordPress artifacts. We just can't use it. Um and so, you know, all of us being able to sit sit on the on the on the sidelines and watch as Matt tries to plug and play um, the block editor into Tumblr, that's that's going to be interesting, right? Yes. And it'll, it'll probably um, lead them to a lot of to like realizing a lot of the things that they thought were abstract enough were not abstract enough, and all of the things. So that's going to be interesting. And I don't want to think of what a Thanos would be doing in this analogy either. <laughs> one last one last thing, and um, this week from Dan Devine, goes by Coder Jerk. That's his word, not mine. And I'll put the link in here. And it was it was um, it was a little newsworthy. Um, it got a little tension on Hacker News. Complicated futility of WordPress. Um, he had an interesting conversation with Matt on Twitter as well. Matt's been pretty much very conversational on Twitter, and we'll also include that link 
as well. As WordPress continues to grow with blocks, with the full site editing, do you think WordPress is trying to be too much to too many people, uh, which is what the article was, was kind of leaning towards? Or is it leaving anybody behind from your perspective? I guess the answer is yes. It's, uh, the answer is yes, but. Tell me your um, buts. In the sense that. <laughs> so for sure, in any healthy, living, thriving community, organization, group of people, there are always going to be people coming in and leaving for a million different reasons. And you know, the very reason that has caused someone to leave is probably going to be the same reason why someone decided to come in. It's like, oh, amazing. You know, I was going to use Squarespace, but now that um, WordPress has finally caught up and has this like whole drag and drop thing, now I can use WordPress instead. Um, you know, and that could be the exact reason why someone leaves, right? Like, I don't want to ever do, do, do drag and drop um, theme editing in the block editor. All I want to do is type text. Um, so I think, like, just saying is Gutenberg leaving anybody behind, um, like, the answer is always going to be yes, and the answer is always going to be but. Um, and so I think it's important to take kind of a broader approach with those a uh, broader kind of view on those things um so okay that's like the very politically correct answer i guess but i think it it bears saying because you know it's annoying when people just approach it from one one perspective do you think newsletter glue could be possible without blocks uh it would be very different um it'd be it have to be more simple i guess um right now you can draw you can do pretty much any any template um, you can do in an email service provider. Um, you can do with us. So you know that wouldn't be possible if there were no blocks. You would have to hard code everything. So um, you, you could say the blocks kind of allowed your that particular plugin to be as of a good experience it is, as it would be in WordPress, which is a good thing. I think so. Right? Yeah, I think so. One of the things that I find kind of interesting about what he said is how he like resents having to, he seems to want kind of like the simpler times or something like that, right? Would you, would you agree with that? I, I commented on this on Twitter and I said, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I don't agree with, every, with some of the things that he said, but I kind of get where a lot of people, especially in the last year, I think, I think it started last year when you know, there, was a, there, was, there was discussion a lot around like well, developers having to learn all these new things in order to build Word, you know, WordPress themes and all of that. And I think it's just we've been in this industry so long and WordPress has existed for so long that we start to start to have those good old day feelings, you know, like things were so simpler 10 years ago. And it's not just WordPress either. There's like the industry in general. Um, back in the day, you could write something, push a button, and maybe you had to wait a little while, but you would have a nice static w website with movable type, you know, and, the, yeah. you know, and Gatsby and all those other things are trying to bring those things, you know, trying to bring that back, but it's just you cannot get away with now just a or very rarely get away with something that's html and css anymore there has to be all this other stuff that you need to have and it's very difficult as a as a plugin as a single person to create a successful website or a plugin anymore because there's so much added complexity and you have to interface with this api and so forth and i think a lot of people especially when it comes to wordpress it's like you know you're making this more complicated than it needs to be but at the same time People want WordPress to be more competitive and more attractive. And 
that just yeah. seems like that attracts more complexity. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't have it both ways, right? If if an end user wants to use WooCommerce and wants to have fifty different plugins to optimize their hundred million dollar e-commerce site, I I think it would be hard to say no. Let's go back to the simpler times, right? Because you know, often these things the 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 tools kind of follow the money and they follow the trends. And if the trends are headed towards complex e-commerce sites or complex membership sites or whatever the case, you know, um, complex LMSs, then um, learning, learning management systems, um, then that's what gets built and that's where things go. And um, yeah, I, I think like, it's one of the nice and not so nice things about working in technology or kind of always at the forefront of things. Mm. You're always having to, as a result, learn constantly. Um, you know, if you don't want to do that, then go be a librarian or something. go be a sushi chef. Um, I think there's always going to be a challenge for any freelancer to have this kind of, um, you know, um, you know, having to put things together, learn learning curve type of thing. I think WordPress has gotten more complex. Definitely. If I was to do a, a, just a blog, like I asked you before, if I was just, if I, if I wasn't going to use WordPress because it's familiar and I would just wanted to do a blog, maybe I would choose something else, something else that would be a lot easier. Like one of these smaller CMSs that, or one of those things that run on Google um, GitHub pages. Because, you know, I mean, in, in putting aside that it's not, I'm not owning it technically, it's on GitHub, but I mean, I it's like, yeah, if, if it's just a blog and I put it up there and I can get stuff off of it, like I won't have to pay any hosting and it's so simple, I press a button. So, but yeah, that's, that's what I would do. Uh, I don't think um, if I was just running a very simple blog with no design, I don't, I think WordPress is probably, those days are far behind it. Um, and I would use WordPress just for familiarity, but that's not what is going to make WordPress continue to grow and mature. And I think some people want to look back on those days and go, I really wish I can just make a simple, this, this simple thing and I can't do it with WordPress anymore. And that's fine. I use whatever tools that you, that you want to use. Right. Um, but yeah, the, but WordPress was never going to be something you'd be able to use far much in the future if that, if it just stayed like that, that's, that's just my two cents. Static. Yeah, but I always like to share people's opinions like Dan's here about, um, you know, the complications of WordPress and, you know, you're building a website for people, not necessarily a WordPress website, you know, and there was a conversation post at Slack this morning about, you know, should you be giving the keys to a client um, to mess up their own website because you can block blocks now in Gutenberg or something like that. But anyway, but I want to thank you very much for sitting down and talking with me. The, your, your night and my morning. Thanks, David. Thanks nope. for having me on. Uh, I am on Twitter way too much. <laughs> Lady, have Leslie. you seen what I do? <laughs> I have. Group. Yeah, I, I wish, know. I wish that I could meme as well as you. I, I just like don't have that, that spark in me. I uh, see a picture and I just think picture, not Just stop taking caption. your medication for a few days and it'll just come right to you. Um, what is your Twitter handle, by the way? My Twitter handle is Leslie underscore pizza, L-E-S-L-E-Y underscore P-I-Z-Z-A. And if somebody wanted to check out your plugin or check out something about you, where would they go? Uh, they can go to newsletterglue.com. So newsletter, 
glue, G-L-U-E.com. And they can have a look at what we do. Yes. And we just let you write. Yeah, we, we let you write newsletters in the blog editor. I really appreciate what you do and we're sharing your opinions, especially in post status Slack. So uh, look forward to seeing you there. Yeah, same. Okay. Thanks, David.